it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? And now, emanating from our basement studios. I've never seen contraptions with so many buttons and knobs and dials before. This is WADD Talk Radio with Bill Neville. Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. Now don't call me sure. Patrick Hinehan. I work with him and that's it. I tried to introduce him to a few nice people. He made a fool of himself. And Sean Hinehan. Grizzly Adams had a beard. Grizzly Adams did have a beard. Okay. Let's go. And we're back! WADD Talk Radio! What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode... Are we driving? 54. This is Drop Time Radio. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> we got it out all of our system pre-show uh, pre here. We were doing it all pre-show. Uh, Welcome to WEDD Talk Radio, episode 54. How you guys doing? I'm doing all right. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm doing well myself. Thanks nice. for asking. Glad to hear we're all doing well. That's good. Sean has a James Harden beard. He does. Yeah. Not quite length. the same color. No, no. It needs to be jet black, and you have some wonderful uh, caramel going on with different... Uh, Blondes and browns. Do I need more cocoa butter? Yes. Uh, no, I can smell it from here. You're mad ashy. And the menthols. Um, I am going to get it shaped up a little bit more in the hardened style. I'm going to keep the chin going, but it's it flares out a little too much. I agree. And uh, the la- the one lady at Floyd's 99 in, in Cambridge, Mass Ave, is like I is. Uh, who's uh, Picasso was not a sculptor. Who was a sculptor? Michelangelo. There you go. God, oh, like a like Michelangelo. Michelangelo of beards? Sure. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, so, guys, welcome. Episode 54, we're going to go uh, the Brewski episode or uh, Brian Urlacher? Both. Or how about Zach Thomas? Zach. Horace Grant from the NBA? Horace Bulls. Grant. With how those. about another uh, Goose Gossage? Goose Gossage. Nice. Horace Grant was the one that made me feel okay wearing Rex specs back in the day, because at least mine weren't as horrid looking as his. They were bad. Mine were bad, but not as bad as Horace. Oh, they were awesome, though. And I rebounded like him. Not really. Like a lazy NBA player? Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like an NBA player late in his career. I'll only box out if he's close to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Jordan's shooting it. I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah, not exactly. Box out. Ex- yeah, you know what? That's a great point. You know, you have Scottie Pippen. And you know, you have Dennis Rodman. And you know, you have Michael Jordan. And so, Luke Longley, like, you know, he's got that Eastern European work ethic. He's going to he's gonna box out and cover. There was it. probably a drop in rebounds of those years just because everyone made every shot. Yeah, possibly. Um, but guys, welcome. Obviously, we had a, a pretty big football game. Over the weekend, yes, um, one that a lot of people watched. Yes, and uh, you know, going through some of the prop bets here and some of our outlook on the game oh, and stuff, right. we were completely fucking wrong. Yeah, we man. did. Yeah, really and I think shit. But you know, we what? took a hot steam and shit just like yeah. the Carolina Panthers did. But I don't, I don't think we're alone in that. I think there's a lot of people who, who are on the same boat as us, thinking you know, yeah, K- Cam was... Newton and all of them rolling into it. You know, Peyton's too old, and you know, but you know what? And like your roommate said, Bill, uh, you know, he he made a very good case for the for the Broncos D. He sure, goes, they are really going to show up. He goes, the Broncos D is going to show up. And they sure as hell did. They showed up all playoffs. I saw a stat. They held the their whole run. They held all. So the Panther or the the Steelers, the um, the Patriots, and now the Panthers. They held them to like what four total touchdowns or something like that. Something crazy. They had to. It was unbelievable. Wasn't doing anything. Historic man. They they were unbelievable. Yeah. How how well they played and just. Uh, someone else said, I guess it was uh, one of the one of the safeties was like, we saw everything that the Panthers put out there, they saw before on film. It's like the Panthers didn't add a new wrinkle or anything like that. I think they thought that they could uh, go through with their normal offensive plan, which if a couple balls were caught and a couple, you know, the turnover, obviously turnovers happened, but I feel like a couple catches here and there changes the game up pretty big. And the Jericho Cotri, well, that was obviously a catch. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Obviously, a catch. Uh, yeah, m- much, much to Mike Carey's chagrin. You're not chagrin. Chagrin. Yes, you're right. Mike chagrin, Carey was yeah. actually right. He was right, but the universe is like, no, Mike, you're always wrong. So we're going to make sure you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Like, even when he's right, a guy can't catch a break. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Um, if you were to look at all of the numbers of this game minus the scores and minus the final score, you would think Carolina won this game. They they had 120 more total yards. It's the story of the game. Broncos season. They had 10 more first downs. Carolina had 21 first downs in the game. Denver only had 11. And, the, and they also doubled their first downs in rushing, and they doubled their first downs in passing. Panthers. The But the first down stat is um, that's where you can run into a little bit of uh, of trouble because they had so many third downs that they had to convert. Right. And there was a couple in key moments where they didn't. Well, there was two touchdowns that Carolina scored, I mean, uh, Denver scored that they only needed to gain four yards to get to score both those touchdowns. One yeah. of them was on a fumble recovery in the end zone, so they didn't have to gain anything. And then the other one was when Cam Newton failed to dive for the ball in the pile, and they <sighs> and Denver recovered the ball at the four yard line. I want to root for Cam so hard. I like the way he plays. I like that he's, you know, as boisterous as he is. But dude, when you don't go all out in the last five minutes of a Super Bowl game. He doesn't go in for it. I wanted to make the excuse of, oh, maybe he knew it was going to get batted around, and it did. Uh, but him not jumping on that fumble is disgraceful, honestly, as a football player. It's, come on, man. You got to, you, you don't have another game to play. So it's not like you're saving yourself from injury or something like yeah, that true. Right, later in the game. But, or, I don't know. That was that really ticked me off. Yeah. Well, you know, it, he was off his game from the get go, even from that first. Uh, you know, the first major play that turned the game around with him being sacked. I think we actually have some audio. Uh, we have some audio of uh, of Cam getting sacked. And the Panthers have a third and ten. Here comes pressure, and they've gotten to him. The ball is out in the end zone, and it's recovered by Malik Jackson for the touchdown. It was Vaughn Miller with the strip sack, and Jackson with the recovery. Feel free to add anything, Phil. Yeah. Well, I cut him out. But <laughs> oh, you it, did? But no, I cut him out at oh, the end. Later, yeah. But the reason I cut his commentary out right after Jim Nance is because I could cut it out. Yeah. He, he stated the obvious, and then he did a half sentence into a new idea. Um, Sounds like me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, but, you know, that that, <laughs> that play put them up 10 nothing. which, you know, uh, well, with Denver hitting the field goal uh, was actually the first time in the entire postseason Carolina was down at all. That's crazy. So that's pretty daunting from the get-go. And then you're down two possessions with a crazy play like that. So momentum from the get-go was for Denver. You oh, know? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. The whole game, it seemed like it was yeah, going. Absolutely. And then obviously... You know, it, you know, there was a couple of fumbles. There was interceptions left and right. You know, we had it's kind of, it was ugly football. Kim, a, Kim Newton had a terrible game. I mean, he seemed to overthrow a lot of passes. He was throwing way too hard for his receivers to even catch the ball. That's that's a. I mean, I know what you're saying, and there was a couple there that he slung in there, but it's the NFL. You have to no, catch. I understand. The, you that. have to catch the ball. He's forcing it in the. You know, he was. He really that was slings it. That was the he? problem, though. He was forcing it. He was really like, boo, like really slinging it in there. Right. Um, but there was a couple. Like Jericho Cotter's got to come down with a couple of those balls. Uh, the one he did come down. There was also another one down on the down on the sideline. That was that deep throw. I think that was in the third quarter. Yeah. Got to come in with that. I uh, I just didn't like the way they were trying to go about their offense, it seemed like they, they didn't have an answer for anything that Denver was doing. And, you know, usually you'll see it with the Patriots. Maybe they might, um, and other teams, like, you know, they might try to, okay, maybe we'll just keep trying runs to this side or or maybe we'll do uh, counters or we'll do uh, two-man routes. or It just seemed like they were like, no, they're sticking to their plan, which I understand you want to do. You have a game plan. You want to stick to it. But if it's not working, you, you got to try something else, right? Well, yeah, you got to try as much as you can to be successful in the biggest the game, biggest game. Of, the, of the whole season, you know? And, and, and when it's the biggest game, I feel like smaller things are bigger things. Like, oh, especially like sure. special teams. And now special teams, I think a layperson watching special teams is just like whatever. It's just the kickoff stuff. But it's really, no, really field important. position, man. It's really, really important. And, and the punts? Especially, yes, especially the, the punts. punts. They were pinning them back. They, they had to start inside their own 20. How many times Carolina did? And... I mean, also, Den- you know, Denver, they had that great return. I know that. It was yeah. kind of weird, though. You know, it was kind of a weird return because the Panthers didn't think or I don't know. We got some audio on it. Trying to get to Cam. Portman had bodies around him. He hits the deck, no flat. And 
Norwood. He has not tackled yet. Gets past Dixon. Gets to the 50. He's running down the sideline. And it's tackled from behind. Addison brings him down. But Jordan Norwood in traffic somehow got away from the Panthers. I think the Panthers thought it was a fair catch and they're trying to hold up. So I kept filling there for that one because he, That's true. No, he, he mean, did yeah. have the right comment. Yeah. The Panthers thought that he called a fair catch, but he didn't. It was just one of those where like everyone was so close to the returner that it was just like, ah, and, he'll call it. And he was so nonchalant about stuff. It is one of those, I mean, guys do that all the time. They act very, boom, and then they go. Or they, they catch, and they sit, and then they move. And it was so weird to see the 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 the, the, the punt team was so hesitant, almost the same level that Cam Newton was hesitant to dive into that pile where they got so close to him, and they actually touched him, but they sort of like juked at him instead of trying to tackle him because they easily could have tackled him right there. I think that was a big metaphor for how the Panthers played the game. Right, they weren't they they uh, you know they were kind of you know right there and but they didn't execute. They didn't they they weren't finishing things off and the they, way that they the way that they had all season. I think you just nailed it because how many times in in this game did they have a huge play like they got down to a third and long or something like that and they had a huge play like they started the second half with that huge play to Tenge Junior yeah. huge play couldn't get anything out of it no and, and 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 I guess getting a field goal is not saying you're not getting anything out of it but there were some that they were getting nothing out of it because they were they, they were turning the ball over or, or they, they were, or or they were in field goal range Cam would drop back get sacked out of field goal range and then they had a punt and. Um, what's interesting about that, which uh, with that punt return, they say Addison caught him from behind. He's number ninety-seven, so he's either he's a D, a he's a D lineman, D end, or an outside, you know, or a, a close to the line, you know, a hand on the line kind of guy. Watching his hustle was in. I love watching that. It was insane. He was maybe the third guy down, and. He was, uh, of course, part of that group that was kind of like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, I fucked up. So he turned on a dime, and he sprinted so fast. I was like, oh, he's going to get him. I love watch- you know, I like watching trail guys and, and punt to see if they're going to catch. Right. Like that uh, classic Larry Fitz tracking down um, what's-his-face in that 2010 uh, Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, what was Who was that? it? James Harrison ran all that way. And, all the way. And he thought for sure he was getting in the end zone, and Larry Fitz caught him at, like, the three – um, I love that kind of hustle, but it was uh, just indicative of how the Panthers playing. It seemed like, besides a couple guys like Keekley, who was a goddamn beast. I mean, he was flying around. Not a lot of other guys were playing that great. Josh Norman had an okay game. Um, I mean, they didn't really throw his way that much. It seemed like he like Which sh- is a testament shut to down. Him. Yeah, it's that definitely, but. You know, like Trey Boston and Roman Harper, they had a couple like shitty, you know, crappy plays. Uh, you know, some bad, uh, bad penalties. Um, there were some unfortunate plays too. You know, Cam Newton had the one in the second half uh, where uh, the ball was intercepted uh, by Ted Ken, Ten Ginn. Uh, he bounced off of Ted Ginn's, intercepted uh, by T.J. Ward. Uh, Down the middle, and it is intercepted by T.J. Ward. Went through the hands again, and he fumbles it. Picked up by Trevathan, who had a recovery in the first half. So even when even the interception, it's it fumbled, <laughs> and they oh, still no. can't get it. Like, come on! Like, even even when stuff seemed like they were going their way, now you know it. It did have a little feeling in the beginning where the fix was in. You Dude, know? And, and, and I you read my that. timeline. Yeah, you texted that to to me and, and and Dad, I believe, where it it did feel like that in the beginning. Do you agree with that, Bill? That that it felt like there was a fix, a little bit of a fix. Um, uh, I'm a, or at least did it have a feeling of it in the beginning? I don't know. I, I I'm I'm usually not one to believe in conspiracy theories. Uh, I I didn't really feel that. Do you, what what made you say that? Well, I. Um, I'm an admitted NFL truther, big time. I always think that there's something going on. Um, And the other thing is football is a game that lends itself to that kind of thinking. You can, there's, because of the way the game is played and all the quirks and all the the weird things that happen on a, you know, play-to-by-play basis. um, And also the way that the refs have to call the game, have to now because of the rules. um, It feels like... um, 
I get that feeling when there's maybe a 50-50 call, like when, um, who was it, Ely got that touch on on Peyton when he fell down, but they kept it going because it didn't look like he was touched, but he kind of, he was, he was touched. It was cl- in the replay. It was clear he was touched when he was down. They let it go. He came up. He threw the ball. They got a first down, which then forces Ron Rivera to throw the challenge. I didn't like his first challenge um, on the catch. Or no, I did like that one, but it, it was the other one that I didn't like. Yeah, the one where he challenged to gain seven yards. Exactly, and that was his last challenge, no matter what. Yes, that's why. And it's like kind of like that. It's then when it's especially early in the game to kind of give some advantage and some momentum, which the Denver Broncos then held on to for the rest of the game. Um, that's when I'm like, hey, I mean, you got to give, you got to kind of do it both ways, or they force coaches to make the challenge calls. Either you're out of timeouts or you're out of challenges based on what happens. And it, it just, I don't like the way that they handle that way, where they make, they force the coaches to do stuff, to, to throw the challenge flag or to make certain calls or, or to, you know, have to game plan a certain way based on them not totally going, you know, following through with what they should be doing do on you, the ref side. Do you think the league should limit challenges or do you think you should be able to challenge as long as you have a timeout to play with? I like that. I like that. You you know you only have three to work with, you know, but if you get it right, it's nothing. That's a rule now. I like the right? if, as long as you have a timeout, I think it shouldn't be endless because if you lose a challenge, you lose your timeout. Yes. So then you have nothing to wager, I guess, if you if you don't have a timeout. And I guess I forgot because uh that 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 was a rule that you only had two challenges because all of a sudden they're, and he's out of challenges in the first half and I was like well, or the for the rest of the game, and I was like, oh, he doesn't get any with the new timeouts in the second half. I think, yeah, as long as you have, or maybe two per half or something, I don't know. Yeah, It's not like they get used that much. Right. Because usually the refs are on top of it. It just seemed like in the biggest game... And the first challenge he lost was the challenge he should have won. Yeah, was, was that's that, another thing catch. is he should have won that. And I think with that, that's another momentum shift. Right. Um, and And then it seems... I don't know if there was anything really... That I can really pick out that they were like in favor of the Broncos got away with anything. It just seemed like they kind of forced Ron Rivera to do stuff that should have been handled by the refs. Yeah, I don't think it was a main thing of the game. I think in the beginning it had some flavors to it because of just our little conspiracy theory type, yeah. you know. But uh, but you know you're right. The refs have influence on those fifty fifty plays. They can play with momentum a little bit, you know. But the biggest momentum changes in football, I think, are turnovers. You know, the sudden change where it's all of a sudden yeah. your offense was just on the bench, and now you're right back down there on the field, you know. And then obviously, I think the the, the icing on the cake, and we. It, we talked about it earlier with Kim not jumping on this fumble um, was, you know, that last, that last momentum shift at the end, you know, when, when they fumbled it and Cam didn't jump on it. It was, and, it was really a nail in the coffin. You know, it was a third and nine big play, you know, down six, have a chance to go down. If they get the that, yeah, yeah, exactly. If exactly. they convert that first down, it's a little bit more pumped up. I, yeah. It's a third and nine rushing four ball comes out of the hands of Newton. It's on the ground, and it's still on the ground. Picked up by T.J. Ward at the four-yard line. Vaughn Miller did it again. So Jim Nance had a subtle way of kind of saying that Newton didn't jump for it. It's still on the ground, you know, where it's just like someone should be jumping on it already. Like, it's still on the ground. He took that first step to it, and it's like, oh, he can get that. And then, nah. and then he didn't, and then it got punched back towards him. So it was like, oh, was he sensing something that we didn't see from his angle? And then he kind of just like watched it go past. It was like, bro, what are you, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh. And then he admittedly came out and he was like, yeah, if I had to go down, my legs would have been in a chance where I would have been injured. And it's like, dude, dude, you're at in least the Super Bowl. Take that chance. At least like. I don't know. Yeah, he was exposed uh, a little bit, you know, as 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 good as he is, you know, doing the yogurt commercials and the Superman and the funny commercials Can't with the kid and all that stuff, you know, all of that side. stuff, you know, his true colors came out, you know, with the post-game inf- uh, the conference being one of them. That's Cam, though, man. You know, I, I get it. You know, I actually have a little bit of um, audio from his post-game. Now, th- this, this audio is the before... Um, before he walks off the stage, but it's it's Cam Newton uh, post game. They just played better than us. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, they made better more plays than us, and that's what it come down to. I mean, we had our opportunities. 
It wasn't nothing special that they did. We dropped balls. We turned the ball over. Gave up sacks. Aaron passed. That's it. They scored more points than and then he was asked maybe one or two more questions. And then you can hear how the audio is progressively getting worse during that clip. Mm-hmm. It got really bad not 10 seconds after that because someone from the Broncos started their own interview in the same room or something happened where audio was really loud on the other side and Newton kind of heard it. And it was someone from the Broncos talking, not talking smack, but more of just like talking loud enough. I'm the new just, Superman. No, like, oh, they said that they were going to pass all over us and they didn't, or they said something like that. And Cam Newton heard it. And, I, and that's when he drew I'm done. I don't I'm really done. have. A, I'm done. Mike's I don't really done. have a problem with a guy doing that, Sorry. especially after was a, that? a bad loss. That was Cam Newton dropping his mic. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know what you were doing. People are always in a huff about that or like, oh, you know, he's, uh, no, I mean, I, I have no problem with guys doing that. It is what it is. That's Cam. He doesn't apologize for himself. You know, I he's had like, no I was pissed off. I hate how people do that. And then I also saw another tweet of another, I think it was like a national reporter, and he's like, listen, it was like, that was chaos in there. He's like, that post game presser was so weird. And he's like, I have no, not surprised that like being frustrated with the game and the way that that was set up, that he just wanted to get it out of there. So it's kind of like. And you get the same idiot reporters asking the same bullshit questions over and over again when he's already answered them. I'd be frustrated as hell, too. I had absolutely no problem with him getting up. Bill Belichick should uh, do a summer camp on how to deal with the media. <laughs> yeah. He can make a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. I don't sure. Stonewall people. I don't think the NFL will give him money to do that, though. Um, and then, but we, but you're right. Cam Newton actually, you know, you're right. That was a shitty situation. You know, you just lost the Super Bowl. You're crammed in this room. You're getting asked how, why you were the reason that you didn't win and blah, 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 blah. Why didn't you dive in that? ball you pussy yeah and all that stuff um but actually i have some more audio of cam followed up after he calmed down maybe a a, a day later regrets at all from how you handled it not to say that you should i'm just asking oh uh, I, I i really don't i mean it, it happened it happened uh, i didn't want to talk to the media at the time and truth of the matter is i really still don't want to talk to the media but at the end of the day you know things has to happen i had a lot of time to 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 go back and and um you know play everything back and like I say I'm human I've never once said that I was perfect I never proclaimed that I was perfect uh, but at the end of the day people pick and, 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 they, and, they, and, they, and they do things of that sort and that the truth of the matter is you know who are you to say that your way is right like that's what I don't understand like we got all these people that's 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 condemning and saying oh man he should have did this that and the third but what makes your way right I mean I've, I've been on record to say I'm a sore loser who likes to lose? You show me a good loser, and I'm going to show you a loser. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to, to – to, to, it's not a popularity contest. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm here to win football games. And for this organization, for Mr. Richardson, for my teammates, um, you know, and for what it's worth, my fans. For the fans, man. That was great. I love it. I absolutely love it. I have it. no problem with anything he did. You show me a sore loser, I'll show you a loser. And honest to God, I think that is playing into with – what the lead up to the Super Bowl uh, with the Ryan Clark uh, audio that we played and uh, and the the angle of people being you know that he people are scared not scared of him but they're not used to a guy like that uh, maybe because he is a black quarterback he's a black leader on a team uh, a young guy a boisterous guy that he is um, I think some of the reaction to you know, from certain media members, I don't know exactly who. I wasn't I, just the sentiment that was kind of out sure. there that oh, he he should have sat and answered the questions. Uh, he's you know being this young punk. It was kind of in the same line as what some people were talking about pre Super Bowl of like oh, you know, like why doesn't he? Why is he always you know stealing the fans' flags and being dancing and this and that? And, and it's never the ex athletes like the the uh, Tony Gonzalez or the Shannon Sharps or any of those guys. There's never those guys that ask those dumbass Bra- questions. Bradshaw, yeah. Because it's it's the guys like the Dan Shaughnessy's of the world, the fat motherfuckers who have never played sports in their lives. The They've Bart never Hubbard's. lost a big game in their life. They don't know what it's like. No. They don't know what it feels like. And they they demand all these answers from these guys who just lost the biggest game of their life in front of millions on millions on millions of people. Yeah, you're going to be pissed off. Yeah, you're going to be miserable. And yeah, you don't want to talk to anybody. And that's the genius of 
post-game pressers right out of the lock. That's why, you know, there's access to locker rooms. And that's why I remember in my sports journalism, one of my sports journalism classes, we talked about the evolution of the post-game stuff. And it was, you want to get in there at the end of the game because you want that raw emotion. You want the elation. You want the guys that are that are so happy on the on the Broncos. And on the same side, or the other side of it, you want to see the guys that are pissed off. You want to get that raw emotion from Cam. And you know what? That's what you got. Yeah. That, what do you, like, He's if he was like, oh, there. you know, let me give it up to Peyton, this, that. No, he did. Right. He had his own private conversation with Peyton after the game. That Apparently he was very, you know, hey, good for you, man, and this. I just... I. And like you said, Bill, the guys that don't get it, the guys that haven't played, the guys that are, that think their you know that their position in the media is more important than the story itself, right? Um, that's where you get these angles, these stories that you know he's too good for it or anything like that. It's just it pisses me off. A Especially bit. nowadays with all these guys who have hundreds of thousands and millions of followers on Twitter, they tweet something out and it spreads like wildfire. It's like, oh, Cam Newton. Uh, walked out of a press conference and all of a sudden 100,000 followers see it and they're like, oh my God, Cam Newton's such a loser. Oh my God, he's such a fa- fucking dick, you know? It drives, it drives me bananas when I see stuff like that and it, it, I feel really bad for Cam Newton, honestly. Well, you have to. Uh, he was on his ass all yeah. game. He was sacked he, seven times. I don't think he got seven touched times. Did you that s- did you see playoffs. Did you see the way Michael Orr got pushed around? Did you see that? Did you see him, Did you see him slide him on, on the sled? Yeah, that's another thing. People were pissed off about like the, the players. Really, the field conditions are awful there. Yeah, uh, they said they replaced the field in late January or, or middle January, which it definitely didn't have time to set. No, that you, the turf is the best when it's like raked out and been played on for a while and then raked out again a little bit. That turf is the best when it's a year old. Yeah, when it has oh, awesome. up by us or down by us in New Jersey when it has a full snow too just to settle but, everything. But when it comes to an audience of millions of people worldwide in HD television, the field's got to be perfectly green so you're going to replace it two weeks before the game, you know? Yeah, true. Um, very, very true. So yeah, Cam Newton was on his ass all day. Manning actually was sacked five times, uh, a quiet five times, yeah. I guess. Which Both is defenses tw- were great. Um, and that was a record. That was a record set of combined sacks in Super Bowl history. Um, oh, it was. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was Von pretty Miller interesting. Von Miller and DeMarcus um, Ware played, like, Von Miller was a goddamn beast. I mean, if the MVP went to anyone else, it would have. there should have been upheaval. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> another record was uh, Jordan Norwoods. We actually talked about it earlier, uh, of that 61-yard that was punt shocking return. To me. Um, that, yeah, exactly. That was That was the longest... Uh, ever because I, mean, I, I feel like I've seen punt and kickoff returns well, for touchdowns. Kick, kick returns, in, in, Devin in, Hester. In, in yeah, Bowls. yeah. Devin Hester has the had the longest one or has the longest one now. I think right? He still does. Yeah, because Desmond Howard against the Patriots in '96 had a 99 yard touchdown return, but I think Hester's was Hester 100. took his back. Yeah, from the from the goal line. Yeah, that was the Bears against. It was not Denver. Was not Denver. No, who was that against? The one I'm talking about. No. Yeah, the Hest, Devin Hester. Oh yeah, it was Bears and Colts. It Colts. was the opening kickoff. Yeah, that I was. Uh, yeah, and that was like pretty much the only good that came for the Bears in <laughs> yeah. that one. Yeah, honestly, when you start Rex Grossman in a goddamn Super Bowl. <laughs> but I, honestly, I think um, it'll make uh, this loss for the Panthers is only going to make them better. I mean, I I think they can hold on to the guys. I don't really know what their kind of free agent. Um, they need more weapons for Cam Newton. They they need outside a leg- of Greg Olson. They they need Greg Olson and Ted Ginn can't be your number one wide receiver. Exactly. He's not a number one wide receiver in the NFL. No. Um, it just goes to show how well that that offense meshed and you know and Greg was his number one target. Greg played out of his mind. I thought Jersey's finest. Yeah, man. Um, you yep. got his, Did you see his uh, cat? His little uh, interview with uh, Barstool Sports on the bus. On the bus, yeah. He's so he had such a Jersey attitude of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, like that sarcastic kind of asshole. Yeah. It's the best. It was really good. Oh, it's such a taste of home. It's awesome. Oh, I gotta look and, at but that. But it's also like in jest, you know, and like in good fun. Oh, it's the best. Um, and I've been telling, I was telling people, uh, what it was like to see. Greg play. I remember, I think you were a sophomore yep. when he was a senior and you yep. guys played him in a state championship. One full helmet taller than everyone else on the field. A literal really? man amongst boys. That's how NFL players usually are. Do you remember seeing the first images of LeBron James like, oh, yeah. in newspapers and stuff like that when he was on that high school team? Yeah, where he was 17 and he was freakish like already? A broad shoulder length and a whole head above everyone else. Uh, same thing as what Sean's uh, and that's, describing. And, the, and then what blew me away is he did... So he's a great basketball player, too, obviously. The, the man is supremely athletic. But when we would go to track meets, 
at Wayne Hills or in uh, counties or states or something like that because Pat was a very accomplished pole vaulter. So we would go to these big, big meets. And UT Greg would win would first place in the 100-meter dash, the 200-meter dash, uh, go over, win javelin, go over. He, he would win. Uh, he set records in shot put and discus and then would do long jump, win the long jump, and win like triple jump. Just unbelievable and this he was so big and he was a real dick back then if i don't remember correctly no, you're that good at you. everything in high school you was it his brother yeah no true true statement by you bill definitely but he is the only olsen of the whole five family five person family that is actually dealable or 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 or, or you, you can, can actually deal with, deal with. yeah uh, his dad was a dick his brother christian was a dick the, the mother was brother the worst. was the biggest ass yeah and the mother was the worst worst out of all of them because she birthed them all <laughs> and uh it just it, it bad but you know you like seeing him and you know what he you know talking about beards and everything he is probably super pumped that the season's over because did you see that him cutting it the getting different rid of stages it. of him getting it done. Yeah, he's getting Cutting rid of it. it. Uh, I, so yeah, like we were saying, I think the Panthers are could definitely come back if they keep their D together and if they get another weapon for for uh, Cam Newton to throw to. You know, Ted Ginn can't be a number one. Right, I, they could be right there again next year. Absolutely, I don't know if the Denver Broncos will because they're losing Peyton. Not that he was that big. But uh, yeah, Trevithian, did great for as, them. as long as He's they got, have a serviceable quarterback, they've got the weapons on offense that they need to score enough that mm-hmm. that, that defense will win them games. But I think they're going to lose. Isn't Von Miller now a uh, free agent? Um, Trevithian, Trevathan, Trevathan's going to be a free agent. Who I would love the Giants to sign. Uh, they just freed up some more cap room. Yeah, they did. today, dropping three guys. John Beeson, who actually retired, uh, which. Um, and then they got rid of Jeff Swartz, which I didn't really like. I kind of, but then again, he played. They're making moves for somebody. He was on the Giants for 35 games, played in 12 of them. So, yeah. and then uh, they also got rid of Will Beatty, who a good name, solid, serviceable, games, but couldn't I stay th- healthy. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I feel like the only time I ever read his name was on the injury report. Yep. You know. Um, but hey, let's get into some prop bets. You know, we did some prop bets last week. You know, we only did maybe about uh, twelve of them or so. But let's see how we did. Um, Peyton retiring post game. We all said no, and we were we were correct with that one. Um, the uh, quote or the mention of dab or dabbing mm-hmm. uh, two point five. Um, that was a push, which is kind of weird. Yeah. What did somebody say? Duh. <laughs> At one point, how do you get a half of a dab? Oh, someone was talking about their abs. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea, but it was a push. That's what uh, that's what SB Nation said. So I'm going to take SB yeah, Nation. it was. Word and for honestly, it. the only the only time I heard of it was in pre- uh, post game. Like as soon as the game was over, I, I think like Von Miller did a dab, and they're like, "Oh, they're they're dabbing again, and they're dabbing." And it was like in the same sentence, so maybe that. Has oh, to do okay, with it. I can see that. Um, the uh, New- uh, Newton doing the Superman. More than 1.5 times, over under 1.5 times. Um, that was under. Yeah. That was yeah. under. Sean, you picked the over. Because I actually thought that yep. Carolina Panthers would score more than two touchdowns. Yep. And me and Bill got the under, so we were good on that. Uh, Panthers' first touchdown ball to a boy or a girl doesn't matter because there were no touchdowns. Yep. Um, Golden Gate Bridge shown 0.5 times. Everyone took the over, and obviously they were going to do it. Why did they have that one in there? Just to and why was it 0.5? Because it was in the opening montage, right? You would think you'd think like that means 2. they 5. don't. So that means you're saying they're not going to show it. Are you kidding me? That's the number yeah, one. That's the thing. easiest bet in the world. Yeah. So why would they put it 0.5 then? Because in my eyes, put it at 1.5. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or no, no, no. In my eyes, put it at 2.5 because you don't obviously. Beginning of the game, halftime. End of the game. End of the game. Yeah, so, it, yeah. That you was would, weird. You That's would a weird think, bet. Weird you would bet. think. Um, John Fox mentioned 1.5 times. Um, Bill and myself took the over, and we were wrong. I, I Sean, you were right. mentioned once. No, he was I not. I don't recall. He was not. No. It was under. Um, and then also John Elway being uh, shown 2.5 times. Um, we all took the over on that, and it was under. Really? Yeah, they did not show him more than uh, two times. Um huh. But and then they also didn't show Archie Manning more than one and a half times. We all took the over on that, and it was actually under. Um, and then the Kubiak backup mentioning, we all said that that was going to be mentioned, 
and it was not mentioned one bit. You mean Phil Simms didn't do his homework? It wasn't mentioned. Um, it was what was mentioned was I thought it was because I, I it do, was definitely mentioned post game. I think I remember. Yeah, post game it was he was because it. But I think these are during the game. During it's the from game, the kickoff okay. to the end the of the game. Definitely in the post game, they were saying Gary Kubiak is now the first guy to ever win a. And I don't know if it was backup is as a quarterback for a team. And as a head coach, coach of the same team. exact team to win a Super Bowl. So that's what was mentioned. So I the guess prop it, bet was him being assistant for both. Back, yeah, okay. Yeah. The backup. Um, I feel like there's going to be so much fine print for these these prop bets. The other one was the the one that was the, like the most fine print was. Uh, I know you're going to no, go ahead. You're going to get ahead. into one, but no, I'm going to let you talk about that one. But was the that I don't think we talked about it, but it was a. a thing of controversy was lady gaga's oh uh, the anthem anthem because the she said brave twice because she was like the home of the brit and she kept it going yeah and then her doing that second uh brave or like the the end of the song put it over right the line so i think a lot i think bovada kept it an under that's oh, wow. i just kept seeing that that's interesting yeah um, we were all wrong on the color of Gatorade being dumped. Yeah. Well, we um, all thought Carolina was going to win. Yeah. We all, uh, yeah, it was orange, and we were all we all thought blue and red. Um, MVP mentions. Who do they mention in their interview? The MVP. Who do they mention? Uh, Sean, you said God. That was wrong. Damn it. Bill, you said family. That was wrong. And Patrick said team. And Patrick was right. Hey, oh, wow. got that one. I should have put some money on that one. Um, Let's save that drop because it doesn't happen very often. Yes. Patrick 100% right. save that. Yeah. 30, <laughs> 35 minutes into this bitch. Um, okay. Coldplay's first song. Now, this might be. That's a, the con. This might trigger the, the segment we're trying to get going here What Kills Bill? Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, Coldplay's first bam, song bam, was bam. Viva La Vida. <laughs> but technically, the first lyrics song, the song were, was yellow. Was yellow. And, but but on the list. Fun. That uh, that the prop the the prop bet list yellow is not an option to bet. Which I think is weird. I think I remember saying something that didn't have yellow. I almost remember if yeah. I said something. Oh, that's weird. They don't have yellow. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely yellow the well, first song, but yellow was not on the list and it was not uh, an option to bet. So the next on the list was Viva La Vida from uh, from Coldplay, and that was wrong. So I said clocks. Sean said Adventure of a Lifetime, and Bill said Paradise. Para, para. I changed it to Sky Full of Stars, uh, but I was still we- wrong. Can we talk about the halftime show real quick? Because there's a sure. lot of stuff that's been coming out now, and obviously we are 100% in the age of everything will be pointed to race no matter what it is. I don't some, get it. Some people, some small contingency or percentage of people will always turn it to a race thing, like Beyonce's backup dancers. Like how fast 100% look it? like. <laughs> Uh, but you know, Beyonce's backup dancers did look like very much Black Panther people, okay. and Bruno's people, you know, looked I, like I could, hefty bags. Yeah, yeah, whatever the <laughs> fuck that was. And you know, I, I can see why, you know, and everything like that. But why? Why? It, it it was three major artists putting their awesome music out there. Can we leave it at that? Seriously, can we leave Everyone's it? Everyone's gonna have a goddamn problem because it's everything. the Beehive. It's Queen Bay. Yes. Hey, talking about her, did you see her save? Oh, my I God. I did. That was impressive. What? So the, one of the moves, and, you know, she's a pretty good dancer herself. She's great. One of them was a dropping it like it's hot, if yeah. you will, where they you drop down almost to where you're, like, catching a, a pitch. You yes. know, like you're a catcher. And she was supposed to pop back up and do this side kind of turn thing, but she fell backwards. So what she did is she kind of, like, plop, plopped herself back up again, did another drop it like it's hot, and then popped back up. In perfect timing with all the backup dancers. Impressive. All the backup it, dancers did very... something different, but you know what? It's... That's totally usual. In, how do in you back... know? Yeah. How, how often does the lead person then do something a little extra funky while right. the other people are still in time? Exactly. She could have pop lock and dropped it twice. She had a great Millie Rock, the one thing, which is like the one rock, like, I don't know. It's kind of Harlem Shake-ish, but yeah. she, she did it perfectly. And she mentions what? Red Lobster or something like that? She mentioned something in one I of her lyrics. Something about that. Sales on Monday up thirty three percent. Was that the new song that she sent? Did she sing that during the halftime? I think yeah. so. Okay. She mentioned it thirty three percent up in sales the day after. She mentioned it's that. amazing because I didn't catch that. Boston Market, <laughs> I think it was. Was it? Boston? No, no, it was, it was Red, Red Lobster. Lobster. It was You're Red right. Lobster. Yeah. Um, but crazy. Speaking of Beyonce, what color footwear did she wear? They were gold and black. Yep. Majority black. Now they weren't. Golden brown. That's like why I was said, so pissed. Sean. I was like, I said golden brown. And they're definitely not white Billy boy, but they were black, so I got another one. So that was pretty crazy. Um, millions of viewers. Now, 117 million was the set. Um, what do you think they got, Bill? Uh, 125. No. Nope. 
we all picked the under, and we were all correct huh. at the 117. It ended up being 111.9. Um, but in the areas that, you know, the Denver area, uh, the That was another prop that we did, Shawnee, the Denver oh, versus Charlotte right, Nielsen. Right, sorry. We all picked Charlotte to, to be more, or to have more of a Nielsen rating. We all picked Charlotte. I don't know why, because we were all picking them to win the Super Bowl anyway. And we're all right. Nice. Uh, Denver drew a 53.9 and an 82 share. Uh, Charlotte had a 55.9. Uh, Nashville had a 57. Uh, Norfolk, Virginia had a 56. Uh, Greensboro and Greenville were all like both 56s. So North Carolina was watching, that's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, and it did beat uh, Denver. And uh, just to stay in that, if you don't mind, uh, the Boston, uh, you know, our area, I think because that's where my ratings are uh, from work, uh, got up to a, it seems like halftime got up to a 49.2. Wow. Um, and the beginning of the game was at like an 81 share. Halftime was about a 79. So for this area, wow. I mean, a lot of people were watching in our area, which uh, I'm a little bit surprised with. But um, I guess maybe, I don't know. Well, no, not when your team gets the AFC Championship. You want to see the next game. It's regardless. There are football fans. Up yeah, there. you know what? You're right. Like just they're just football fans, you know. But Sean, there are some cases where I know some of your friends were some who were salty, deliberately not like well, like yeah, almost they, like they, they, they pushed did. it out of their schedule. I think like Nate did ended up watching it, and then Keegan was actually sick, so I don't think he actually that did. Sucks. He, he stayed true with his. We'll feel better, buddy. Um, and then another thing too was the Buffalo Wild Wings over twelve million how do you, sold. I don't. How do you I, I don't figure that did, out. Can we figure know. that out? Or? But no, they they haven't done the math on it yet. But we all took the over on twelve million, and, and I'm sure that's I, right. I, I think that is right. You know, we're all going to be right on that one. But uh, so that was all the prop bets for the Super Bowl. Um, you know, interesting halftime show. Um, you know, interesting game. You know, not that ex- obviously not as exciting as last year's. Um, but you know what? Sure. Hey, it's the big game. People love it. Everything around it. You know, it was it was it was another spectacle. Um, if you will, really cool pregame ceremony. I thought that they did with all the Super Bowl MVPs. Yep. Tom Brady looking like a boss as always, being like one crazy. of one of only two people to be actually wearing sunglasses, which literally um, makes no sense. The hater blockers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got booed like crazy. It makes no also, sense. Also, did you notice it was only the white guys? I'm bringing it back to race. Uh, just walked. They were just like, eh, hmm, ha. And they just like walked right to the podium when you, yeah. I think you were supposed to walk out to a thing, sit there. No, and, literally, like, there was, was a yellow yeah. dot. Yeah. And, and there was a, that's another thing that we were talking about earlier where Brady was getting so much shit online for not stopping and posing to the cameras. Oh, he's such an asshole. He's such a rebel. It's like, guys, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Him and Montana are the only three timers, and then you have like Heinz Ward out there with a terrible tower. Like, oh, good lord! And and people are cheering him. It's like, all right. The only other person that got booed was a murderer, Ray Lewis. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And the two most booed people actually, I think, talked the most. And and let's cheer that guy who got suspended for HGH use and uh, told everybody he was going to rub his nuts on Brady's face. That's a real class act. Anyway, who MVP Von Miller? Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. But uh, hey, uh, the football's over. And, and Eli, there's it? Eli. 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 It's crazy. Except he didn't have his arm up like that. I know. And Eli stopped. Like, hey, how you doing? Eli stopped yeah, Eli because stopped. he's cognizant of his surroundings. And yeah. He's, um, not, not usually. He thinks but, about uh, things, which is why he looked like that when the pay, when it looked like the Broncos were going to score. Yet everyone wants to make fun of dumb, you know, dumb-faced Eli. I'm not the favorite why anymore. Why is it? Oh, he, he's pissed because uh, Peyton's now got his many. No, you idiot. He's oh. a... Super. He's a, an amazing quarterback. He was like, hmm. There's three minutes left. They got. They should probably go for two because then there's three. And then, if anyone knows late game heroics or how games can collapse in the in, late in games, it's Eli Manning. Yeah, he was. He was. He wasn't nervous, but he he knows. He understands the severity of those situations. So he's thinking like, and it wow, went I know on, exactly what it went my on brother's him. thinking. And if you saw Archie, Archie lifted his. I think it was his granddaughter up, but like he wasn't going crazy. But so it was like the two guys that had played the game were like, oh. There's still like game still needs to be played. Like there's still time on the clock. Yeah, and anything can happen in football. Stoic, exactly. Thank you, Patrick. Oh, yes, they were being very stoic. Sorry, I had to get that out of me. I hate just some people. Ugh. 
Yeah. I'm a little defensive of my man, Eli. As you should be. There's a lot of haters out there, including the man talking to yeah, Mike right say, now. Like um, you. <laughs> um, you know, something that, you know, let's let's talk about hate right now. Let's talk about some dislike. Let's talk about another team that, that it's going to be interesting going into the next season. And, and it's the Red Sox, you know. It, it just I'm talking about hate, meaning hated how they finished last season, how they finished the last couple seasons, uh, mind you. You know, uh, you know what? David Price, baby. It, the price better be right. You know, it is. it is, you know, and, and, you know, we're talking a little Red Sox today because officially today is that, you know, I, I don't want to say childish. What am I trying to say? Like, what truck I, day! Yeah, it's Ultra truck marketing. Day. Yeah, exactly. It's truck day, you know, and then it's cool. We all get, you know, wrapped up People in it. People do because get it is, pumped around here, man. Well, look, it is really the official first sign of spring. It, Bill spring. Shake, Bill's shaking his head. I kind of shake my head at it, too. But there I'm, are people that that revel in it, man. They get oh, they get sure. pumped, especially. And we are going to we are going to as this podcast and, because I pulled I, up. I've been to three or four of them, and not, it's not by nothing choice. special. No, I know. <laughs> no, it's an eighteen wheeler. It's watching Teamsters do their work, right? Yeah, it's watching uh, Wally walk around and you know talk, and take some pictures. Doctor Charles Steinberg, <laughs> yeah, Doctor Charles, he's the man. Um, but hey, look, Red Sox. Um, yeah, they leave Fenway. It's a truck driver. It's been the same truck driver, by, mind you, for... 13 years? 13 years, which is awesome. Two weeks to pitchers catchers. Um, so I'm thinking we, you know, we haven't... Less than that. We haven't, we haven't done this feature in a long time, but I think, I think with truck day and some of the equipment, I think we could play, uh, we can play one of our staple games. Uh, what does it cost? I said, what, what does it cost? I said, what does it cost? What does, what does it cost? I said, what, what does it cost? Now we cut that down. Yeah, I noticed. In half. <laughs> Just for your sake, Sean. No, but I we hadn't played it in a while, so I haven't heard that in a while. And I forgot that awesome song by you, Pat. That's that. One more time. <laughs> I said, what? What does it cost? I said, what does it cost? Hey, hey. What does? What does it cost? I said, what? What does it cost? What? what? Weenie in the butt. Rip, rip, rip. All right, so uh, what does it cost? What we're going to do is I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 12 items. Wow. 12 items that are going to be on the truck going down to Fort Myers. Ooh, fun. So I'm going to tell you baseballs or bats or batting gloves. It's one of those topics, and you're going to tell me what quantity is on that one single truck. How many Ah. tins of dip? All right, so uh, let me take some score here, Bill and Sean. Now, from what I remember, we, Bill is up by, I believe, by like one or two here. I, I, Bill, you, you, Sean, you won a lot in the beginning, and then Bill, you had a big comeback. Comeback kid. Yeah, you are the comeback kid. So I'm thinking Bill's in the lead right now with what it costs. Come on, um, okay. But okay, let's start it out here with, the, with the, the staple equipment for baseball. A baseball. How many baseballs are on that truck, wow. Sean? Hmm. 12,000. Okay, good guess. What do you got there, Bill? I, I shouldn't give com- comments on the, on the guesses, but... Yeah, do your best Phil Sims impression and don't <laughs> comment on it. Um, I'm going to say 12,001. All right, well, you got it, Bill, with the, 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 the horrible Price is Right rule, but uh, 20,400 wow. baseballs. Yikes. And how? what do you think percentage of those... Are given to kids and people. A good chunk stuff. of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. Is Cam Newton going to be at spring training? Because they're all going to kids. Is there a prop bet for that? No, there's probably not. But <laughs> hey, uh, okay. So, Bill, how many bats are brought down hmm. in that truck? Let's see, there's probably about fifty or sixty players at spring training. Probably f- five or six bats a piece. I'll say th- four hundred. Okay, and what do you got, Shawnee boy? Five hundred. All right, Sean got it. It's uh, eleven hundred. Whoa, wow. eleven hundred. That's bats. a lot of timber. That is a lot of timber. Um, how many batting gloves, Sean? How many batting gloves? Uh, how hmm. many batting gloves is on the truck that goes down to Fort Myers? On the truck. Five. Give me an answer. 426. All right. What do you got, Bill? 750. Uh, you guys are both way away. Really? Yeah, it's only 200. Um, yeah, because I guess the guys bring their own now that I'm thinking about it. 200 batting gloves is 100 pairs. Huh, hundred per, hundred per. How about how about batting helmets? Hmm, I'll e- say... e- eerily close to the batting gloves. What do you got? Well, with that piece of information, I know I'm throwing it in there. Two twenty-five. All right, what do you got, Shawnee? Two hundred. 
Sean got it on the nose. Sean, 200. <laughs> Eerily close. When he says similar, it usually means the, the same. same. <laughs> All right. How many batting practice tops? Now it's like that little lighter weight uh, top yeah. that they wear over their jersey. What do you? How many? How many uh, batting practice tops, Sean? How many? Seventy-five. All right. And what do you got, Bill? Ninety. Bill, you got it. But it's three hundred and twenty. Wow, which is, which is crazy. What's with these numbers? Why don't they buy a washing well, Bill, machine? Bill, you and I, we've been defending. By Sean, you have two. And now, when you see Biden, you see like David Ortiz and all them. They cut them all the time, right? So, like, I feel like they, you know, they cut them. They wear them for a couple of games and they throw them out. But just spring you know? training. But that's what I'm saying. Spring training, even more. They know, must Fort give them Myers out too. Then I guess sweating your balls off too. Like, yeah, I'd go you know. through. I go through crazy amount. Um, all right, how many? How, how many white? Game jerseys are brought down in the truck. Not black game jerseys. Truck day. All right. Um, white game jerseys. There's some gray ones too. I'm each in the middle. Um, I'll how, say how many cold play game jerseys? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'll say 150. All right. Black jerseys matter. Um, um, how many did you say? 150. I'll go 151. Oh, Sean got him. It's 160. That's you a whore. Really I was going to go bill. like 175, but I was like, no, I'm going to screw him. Price is right. How many pairs of pants did they bring down in the truck that goes down to Fort Myers for the Red Sox? Bill, how many? Or no, Sean, how many? How many pairs of pants, Sean? Give me an answer. 300. All right. And what do you got, Bill? 225. Sean nailed it on the fucking nose. Hell, you hundred. Uh, how many about how many t-shirts? Just regular old Red Sox t-shirts. How many bill? Five hundred. All right, and Sean, what do you got? Four hundred. Sean got it back to back on the nose. Are you looking at back this? to back? No, I'm not. Okay, all right. Back how, to back. How many pairs of socks? Sean, how many pairs of socks? How many pairs of red tender? <laughs> I don't care. Um. Pairs of socks with the stirrups. We're almost done. All right, Sean, we got I two know, more categories. I'm just Jesus, I'm kidding. Um, four hundred. Okay, and what do you got, Bill? Seven fifty. Sean got it again. How did you just cor- correctly guess all three in a row? <laughs> oh no, I'm really good with laundry. Pair. All right, how many cases of bubble gum? Oh my God, Sean. how many cases of bubble gum, Bill? Um, like buckets of bubble gum. Cases of bubble gum's all I got, buddy. And I think uh, it's probably is a bucket. Fifty. All right, and what do you got, Shawnee boy? It's 250. No, way off. Um, you guys are both way over. It's 20 cases, but that was weird. We huh. What, what the yeah, case you know case. what the case is. Yeah, exactly. And, and I guess this I, last I one is kind of weird, too. Bucket. Especially um, now, because they're, 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 I guess they're going to try to wean them off of dip. Because you can't now dip in Fenway. It's illegal to use smokeless tobacco at Fenway. At, Even in the dugout? Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Tobacco, all tobacco use. Um, Interesting. So yeah, thinking about that, you know, packing a lip, but packing a lip of sunflower seeds. How many? How many cases of sunflower seeds? What do you got, Shawnee boy? How many cases? Thirty. All right. What do you got, Bill? Thirty-one. Bill, you got it. Damn it. But, sh- but sh- uh, no, it's uh. sixty cases. But uh, Sean pulled away with that one. He did. Um, he did pull away with that one. But uh, you know, good sign that baseball's on the horizon. You know, Loving obviously, it. in the next couple episodes, we're going to get more into in depth with uh, with the Red Sox. Um, but. Uh, you know, and, and I think Celtics in the next couple of episodes, we're going to have our boys from Causeway Street on. You know, obviously yeah, they've had love, they had a four game winning streak, lost last night, they lost the fifth uh, game, bullshit but, foul call on Avery. I mean, he shouldn't have been there, and it was a bad foul call. But yeah, they could have won. Let's the game. T- let's talk Bruins real quick, Bill. What what was the oh, score? The nine last to night? two debacle <laughs> in the Red Sox score. Oh my god! But I don't you, even want to talk about it, honestly. Well, Bill, what does the Bruins season right now make you say? <laughs> I like that. Spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of WTF news, the stories that make you say, What the f***? What the f***? WTF, mate. What the f***? This is WADD Talk Radio's wild world of what the f***? All right, I got a pretty good one right here. Uh, (laughs) The title is Man Convicted of Drunk Driving Blames Beer Battered Fish. This one comes out of this one comes out of friendship, Wisconsin, which I'm calling bullshit on that whole town because we all know friends don't let friends drunk uh, drive drunk. Okay, so this place, Friendship, Wisconsin, they, they don't let fish drive either. A man who claimed he smelled like alcohol because he had just eaten 
beer-battered fish was convicted of drunk driving Monday by an Adams County jury. His name was John, and some last name I cannot pronounce. He was 76. He was pulled over in 2014. A deputy smelled alcohol in his breath, but claimed uh, it was from beer uh, on the batter of the fish. Uh, I just have one quote for that. You, uh, you fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? He uh, <laughs> hit a blood alcohol level of .042, far above the limit. What? But what the fuck? Where does it think you got to be drunk to come up with an excuse Seriously. like that? That's though. five times the legal limit. How is he living? Beer battered fish. That was definitely one where he's like, if you look at the picture of him, you can girl. see why he could oh, be that over. He's been drinking for years. He looks like the guy from Up oh, meets Bill Pullman. Oh my God. <laughs> Just, what the? <laughs> Very good, Bill. What the? There you Very go. Very good. What the fuck? Uh, Prisbyla, I yeah. think his last name. So Sean, what do you Joel got? Joel Prisbyla. Sean, what do you got for what the fuck? My what the fuck uh, has a, um, you know, all that action up in New Hampshire uh, last night for the primaries. Yep. Um, a 600-pound pig escapes from a New Hampshire farm, tries to go vote. Uh, pig wandered through the parking lot full of uh, voters um, at a po- local polling location in Pelham, New Hampshire. Um, it was... Uh, I guess uh, since it was near a polling spot, a lot of people were around, obviously. And so there's a bunch of videos of this huge pig, which um, it came from a local farm. Uh, they got the owner to come get it. Uh, a pig that big, they think, is uh, something that, uh, you know, he's like a breeder or whatever. Um, was Chris but, Christie accounted for? Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. I didn't know Chris Christie was going to vote or uh, the uh, reincarnation of Christopher Hitchens was making sure that Hillary wouldn't win. Peter, he's a pig. pig. He would uh, feminists would call him a male pig. He died. Uh, yeah, that's a kind of a I don't know, bad reference for a joke, but whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. And you know, a pig. You know, the pig was probably trying to vote for Bernie Sanders because uh, a pig would do a lot better with a Jew in office. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> that's like so New Hampshire, and it's true. What the fuck? But I'm sure like the, some of the locals were like, "Yep." And if, yep. You, if you saw any videos of it, though. You're right. The locals are just like, oh, this is normal, or, or like, whatever. Oh, pig strayed, you know, and it's not like people are freaking out. Like, no. You literally see the video Pick- footage of it, and, like, one of the police officers walking up, like, petting it, going, like, come on, come buddy. on now, let's let's move it on out <laughs> and of here. Come on, I know Wilbur. pigs aren't, like, vi- you know, vicious animals, or anything, and they're, they're pretty docile and everything like that, but I'd still be like, oh, gee, I'm not, I mean, I'm not going over there, but, like, you know, there was, like, a video of the one guy. He's like, come on, get out of the way. I need to get in here. Like, you know, New Hampshire, you know, people are just like, yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> true. What the fuck? It's hey, so they, they live free or die, all right? <laughs> they <laughs> They're awful delicious when they die. Uh, my what the fuck is actually happening as we speak <laughs> in, in Nashville, Tennessee. It started at 8 o'clock tonight. <laughs> um, the World Air Sex Championships... Like are air, happening sounds like my sex life um <laughs> it's like air guitar uh yeah it says uh, air sex is described as an act similar to air guitar but with an imaginary sexual partner instead and these are the championships uh the show will be hosted by comedian chris true a self-proclaimed air sexual who is considered highly offensive by howard stern wow on america's got talent so these people are getting up on stage and they're simulating oral sex and they're simulating real sex um, but not real sex, you know what I mean? Um, and to, to, to try to win the air sex championship. And I don't understand what would draw somebody to go up there and compete. Well, the sponsorship. The sponsorship, clearly. But it, it doesn't well, say what the sponsorship is, yeah, but I wonder what it no, is. No, I can tell you. It's World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, we do have a correspondent down in Nashville. Uh, check it in. We're here at the uh, World's Air Sex Competition. A lot of fat people, a lot of, a lot of smell. Back to you, Bill. <laughs> That was, that was a quick phone call. That was good. Yeah, well, you know, um, he's got to so, get back so to yeah, fucking the, here. The, uh, the World Air <laughs> Sex Championships are happening on stage in Nashville, Tennessee right now. You could pay $10 to go and watch it. So would you pay $10 to go watch the Air Sex Championships? No. Would you compete in the Air Sex Championships? Yes. Does the winner get a gun with one single bullet? <laughs> sure. 
Sponsored well, the, by no, Smith and Wesson. The winner gets to actually have sex with a real person. <laughs> that is that's the whole their, goal their, here. Their choice of the litter in the crowd. <laughs> Do you think yeah. some woman's like, oh, I like the way he does it? Yeah, exactly. Because a woman that's attracted to that sounds like a man. <laughs> I like the way he does it. Oh my god! I like his rhythm. <laughs> oh god! I'm spark up a merit after. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh man, Dale Junior. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that just—I saw that headline on the not the uh, not the Onion page on Reddit, and I couldn't help but print it out for the show because it truly made me say, "What the fuck is anyone going to this for?" That's one of the biggest <laughs> "what the fucks" we've had in a while, honestly. <laughs> Like it's fun to watch a air guitar contest. Like when you see someone, don't, don't, don't get me started. But yeah, like, but imagine like a guy with like an imaginary shake weight up on the stage. You know, it's like okay, yeah, I, I, okay. <laughs> was that, was that uh, the that gay was portion his, of that the, was, of yeah, the competition? Say. That was <laughs> that was as PG as I was going to go, or, or PG thirteen as I was going to go here on the show. Packets of mayonnaise just exploding all over the place. <laughs> come, Patrick. I was making a come joke. <laughs> Oh man, he's either a really good cow farmer or <laughs> <laughs> those are big nipples. <laughs> Quite the set of others you got there. <laughs> oh my right, let's god, let's get the hell out of here. I know. Hey guys, thank you for joining us. As always, we love you guys out there. Hit us up on Facebook.com/slash WADD Talk Radio, WADD Talk Radio on Twitter. I'm at Heener's Wiener. Bill, where can we find you? You can find me at Bill Neville NAI. I'm Shawnee Boy. Find me at Have You Seen Heen and soon at WADDTalkRadio.com. Talk to you next Wednesday. Long